Network Podcast with Mike and Bomber. Here we are for episode number 36, I think we're at, and uh, what a week in football. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been pretty good, wasn't it? Was it all right? I actually feel like it's a bit of a sort of a nothing too out of the ordinary sort of a, a football week this week, you know. It was, From what we it had. It's difficult to pick the, the the key moments of the yeah, of the week. It was, I don't know, was it boring? I don't know. My team won, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, well, for me, it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> so just to put this into context, folks out there, so we obviously do our 3-2-1. Now, Mike watched the game on Saturday. I get his votes on Tuesday. <laughs> That's how wrapped he was with the, with the old uh, – no, it's that one. Yeah, that one. Uh, I just didn't, performance. just didn't want to think about didn't it. Didn't want to dissect it. Like, oh, I don't want to have to think about it. And um, So from Monday lunchtime to Tuesday after dinner, <laughs> we'll get some votes in. All right, good stuff. Uh, plenty to talk about. So your star of the week, Mike. Uh, so I've gone outside football because nothing happened in football uh, and gone on similar theme Oh, there's old Ed Sheeran. So we've got the we, cricket. We do have the cricket on in the background here. We're cricket. recording this on Tuesday night. Yeah. So Australia versus England. Huge, huge game. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. And just Ed Sheeran's in the there. cricket as well as uh, yeah. what's his name? The England coach. Oh, there's uh, Stuart Broad. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, back to your star, please. Uh, a star, Ash Barty. Uh, yeah. Backed up her, I guess, uh, Roland Garros win to. Um, Become the world number one. I, I think after winning Birmingham, yeah, and I think uh, Naomi Osaka, the previous world number one, mm-hmm. uh, just has taken a little break before Wimbledon. So I think that's probably why she's and I think Barty now has taken the next tournament off to have a break as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's the first since I'm going to get this wrong. Gulagong, first number one since I think in yeah. the early '80s, late yeah. '70s. Yep, uh, Australian female to be. In the, Number one. So we had a bit of luck with the blokes in the early 2000s with your Hewitts and your Rafters and so on. Yeah. But uh, it's been a long time since we've had... We've been due a decent tennis player for a while. We I have. It feels like I mean, other than Leighton, we haven't really had much. Stoza promised a lot. She won. Oh. I think she won. Did she win two US Opens? No, one, I think. Okay. All right, sure. She beat Williams, didn't she, in one of them? Yep. But no, so, but buddy, she, yeah, looking good, looking real good, looking good. Who's your star? My star. I've gone a footy one. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, cheers. Yes, that's uh, what we're talking podcast. about. I've really, and I like this guy. I do like him. I've gone Luke Parker. Um, his rise in form has directly correlated with Sydney's. So they had two honourable losses against Collingwood and Geelong, and then they've beaten West Coast and Hawthorne. And in each of those games, he's got over 28 disposals, kicked goals in most of them, tackling. He's just said, right, I'm not going to put up with this being crap. And I just feel like he's stood up. Like so he's, he's one of the reasons Sydney are absolutely. going better. Absolutely. So Luke okay, Parker. So he's not just a downhill skier then? Absolutely not. That is ridiculous <laughs> comment from yourself. And I heard the comment, the comment that I hate, if he played for a big Melbourne club, far out. He's a star. Yeah, I must say, maybe two years ago, uh, when Sydney were quite good, I think you got runner up. I really enjoyed watching him. He was fantastic. He's still only like twenty six, twenty seven. Like he's not old. So yeah, gun player. Anyway, your flog. My flog Uh, again outside football to find something, and I've gone with the English Premier League team Newcastle 
for not renewing the contract of Rafa Benitez. Yeah, it's a big talking point. And a lot of Magpies fans not happy. Yes, one in particular, I'm sure. Um, AB, shout out if you're there. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, for a team that is sort of, you know, for sale, they're looking for the big billion-dollar buyout. Yeah. Uh, and to not renew... But it's that bloke, Ashley. Of that, Mike uh, Ashley, is it? Mike, yeah, yeah. He just, and that, that's where the frustration's going. They just haven't uh, bothered to, you know, put the money. You know, you've got a world class manager there. Yeah, give him some money. He'll do do the good job. Yeah, you want a bit of ambition, don't you? Anyway, all right. Who's your flog? So we got a first here. I'm actually going to play a clip. And hopefully this works um, for mine. And you know, sometimes oh wow, Ooh, I like to work. tee off on the, on the media a bit. Uh, so I'm going to go just listen to this. This is Mickey Arthur, Pakistan coach. We're talking World Cricket World Cup. Yep. His press conference, and I'll explain later. Made to the century as well. We have three wickets in hand, but in last three overs we only made 20 runs. What is the problem with the players? You said Harris. Yeah, yeah. So Why can't we just run something positive about Harris? But he was look exhausted in, after 70, 80 minutes. He got 80 or 59 balls today. But he couldn't. Uh, is, uh, is that right, or, or did I miss something? I, I, I think. <laughs> he, why, why, why are you always talking negatively about our players? That today was one of the all-time brilliant innings that I've seen. Let's just write something positive for a change, please. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So uh, that's Mickey Arthur and uh, having a crack at the media. Having a crack at the media after mm-hmm. they were having a go at Pakistan batsman Harris Sohail after he scored a lazy 89 off 59. Uh, and he was talking about how he looked, you know, not off in the field and all that sort of stuff. And I like Mickey. Put him in their place. Yep. Bang. Yep. Good luck. Get around him. And how is that? The technology we've just brought to the table. Oh, there's the been old, all sorts of uh, sound oh, Now I know we can do that. I'll, I'll get all sorts of things <laughs> going on. So, yeah, good just stuff. Ignore any copyright issues, okay? Yep, okay, good. All right. Uh, Radio. Let's, let's just get straight into the games, I reckon. Oh, oh hold okay. on. We got, well, no, sorry. we got some news. Sorry. <laughs> we got some news? Where are we? All right. You, we wrote down a run list. Yeah, run did. I just ignored it completely. <laughs> uh, um, and I've just realised that we're on the wrong page for the run list. Nice that was week, last week's yeah, run good list. Stuff. So good stuff. Good stuff. So I just wanted to talk briefly. There's been a bit of talk about the coaching merry-go-round. Um, so we've got Carlton up for grabs, North up for grabs, Possibly soon St Kilda up for grabs the way the talk is going because uh, Simon Lathlane didn't exactly come out and defend Richo. Hawthorne uh, up for grabs? Uh, possibly. Uh, if the merry-go-round goes and, the way some are predicting. And also Woosher, not exactly comfortable at Essendon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was talk about Essendon. have got two Thursday night games, two big Thursday night games. They play GWS this Thursday. They wouldn't want another – they, they should have lost by 80 points against West Coast last week. It was 36 scoring shots to 16. Yeah. Like, wow. West Coast um, couldn't kick. No, couldn't. But anyway, so there was the big story that broke, apparently Carlton offering Clarko two mil. Uh, Clarko came out apparently at Hawthorne training today, said, listen, I'm just going to address this. I'm not going to Carlton. So Tom Morris, get stuffed. Uh, you're an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so – I think Clarko's staying at Hawthorne. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. We'll money talks, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I'd go for two mil. David King. Yeah, well, uh, I'd go for a lot less. <laughs> um, uh, David King seems to think 
that he would be very surprised if Brad Scott is not at St Kilda next year. Right. Okay. Because mm. this is uh, Richo's sixth year. Yeah, not a lot's going going right for no, him. No. So I think the most wins he's had in a season is 12. Um, not a lot happening for Richo. Really poor uh, third quarter, I think it was, against Brisbane. I think they had nine goals kicked upon him, on him and just, yeah, no good. Uh, so there's that one. And news coming out that North have made an approach to Longmire's manager, which you'd expect. I don't think that's huge news unless... I think you, if you don't have a coach, then you should be approaching everyone and just trying to mm. see if they're interested. So Liam Pickering loving a bit of news there saying, yep, I've had a call from North Melbourne and uh, we'll see what happens. So Either way, Longmire gets a good deal out of it. Oh, yeah. Longmire's Resign long with Sydney or... Yep. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Any, any thoughts? I seem to think uh, that maybe Carlton will... Or whether they should is do the Rusey thing. See if Rusey come on board for a couple of years and yeah, groom we like a. That. Was it last week? I don't know. Maybe. And uh, we talked Rusey. Uh, I think there was a little bit of a link, but uh, he would be good at steering a club that's struggling in the right direction, managing it for a couple of years, mm. and then just handing off to. I don't know. Someone that's um, up and coming. Matthew Nix or a Blake Carousella, one of those Oof. upcomers. Okay. No? Don't like those? I haven't heard much about those guys. Okay. Read the news every Probably day. should have stuck with Ratton. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe Ratton. Uh, mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple of news items. Sure. Nick Nat. Oh. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but uh, got a new deal at the West Coast. Yeah, we talked Reduced about this. deal. We uh, talked about this because you said, what, what good is it? Nick Nat has now got two dodgy knees. Right. He does. He's now at the club till the end of 2022 with that three-year deal. I'd be interested to see what he's on because he was probably before the McGovern deal last year our top West Coast top paid player. Nowadays, I reckon he's taken a big pay cut. Like I reckon he'd be on half that. Yeah, well, that was the talk in the news that he was offered a, a, a multiple year deal for a lot less than he was earning yep. previously. Mm. But even if Nick Nat is not playing, he's worth a lot to the club. Like just through his um, presence at the club and sponsor dollars that he Selling brings in. Selling all those hat things with all their yeah, hairs hanging yeah, that's off. right. Yeah. Nick Nat's worth every penny. So <laughs> if, if Nick Nat, in my eyes, if Nick Nat can have a couple of injury-free seasons and a well, great shot for one there by uh, uh, Marcus Stoinis in the cricket, I reckon it's a bonus. So thrilled as an Eagles supporter to have Nick Nat on for three years. All right, so did you have any other news or just finish on these uh, couple of late breaking news issues? I didn't really have any news, just things to talk about. So you go right. on. Go on about the tribunal. So the tribunal sat tonight and uh, Gov contested his his one-week ban for ditching a player into the fence. Sorry, security's on its way to kick me out. Sorry about that. And um, he, uh, the tribunal <laughs> upheld the one-week ban for Gov. What are your thoughts? Um, that was right in front of me and I'd, I don't know. I If the chair wasn't there... I don't understand. The plastic chair. You realise that if you threw someone into one of those chairs, the chair would just disintegrate. Yeah. But That's the big how security they are. Uh, those it plastic chairs are sturdy, mate. Okay. They're sturdy. <laughs> plastic chairs. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think there was a similar incident that I saw. I think it may have been Zerha, and he got a $2,000 fine. Yes, I think that might have been last year or oh, was it? earlier in the year. I thought it was earlier in the year. But anyway, I thought it was a chance to get off. Uh, I think now maybe West Coast need to bring Brass back when perhaps they might have given him another week. But we'll see how that pans out. And uh, other news, 
Michael Walters got away with a headbutt. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, Go on. I'm pretty happy about it. I just think that's an act you don't want to see in the game. It's not, but uh, I think they successfully argued that he had one sort of arm pulling the player towards him. What's going to do with his head? And so (laughs) it's not really a – I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> You're just happy he's got off. I didn't read the full uh, full details, Man, but it's full sort report of from you. Managed to argue that it wasn't intentional. Okay, intentional, not intentional. Just I'll not intentionally lean over the table. Headbutt you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Um, I did want to address. Can I go into the taxi? Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. VT. <laughs> VT. Uh, just the run around. Who's out now? Someone's out. Oh, Carrie's in. Ash. Okay. Yep. What happened there? Uh, don't know. We'll get back to the cricket in a moment. But Matt Guelphie, uh, after the McGovern incident, didn't get in the ambulance, got in the taxi. Um, I loved a bit of uh, Facebook banter from a couple of my uh, good mates who are subscribers here, and I really liked it, between uh, Big Dave and, and Bush, who have got onto us before. And I just uh, – and Bush is uh, – Sam Clark, thanks, mate. His uh, response to this terrible should have had a helicopter instead of, <laughs> instead of the old uh, ambulance. Instead of the taxi. And I just my response was, I cannot believe the carry on about you know they obviously thought it wasn't an emergency, uh, and uh, and Big Dave in his wisdom has gone getting a taxi from Optus that fast is a luxury. There was a risk he'd never have left. At least would have got all the medical treatment and drugs he'd need in the Essendon chain rooms. Oh, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah well stuff. done. Yeah, cheers. I got the right button. So thanks to uh, Big Dave and Bush with some uh, feedback there. Uh, All right. Want to have a look at the ladder? Uh, we can have a quick look at the ladder quick if look you at the want. Ladder. Uh, we'll get there. And this backs off a headline I saw in, I think, one of the Melbourne newspapers read like this, State of Crisis. It said, forget the top two teams, which are both Victorian. Victorian clubs now fill eight of the bottom ten spots on the ladder. Victoria sucks. <laughs> oh, wow. At football. And thank you very much to those uh, Victorians who still listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, it goes in phases. It does, but just, you know, it's a national game, folks. But anyway, we're going to have a look at, so at the moment, the top four, Geelong, Collingwood, Giants, West Coast. Can anyone knock them out of the top four? Like where by rounds done, 14 games, sorry, 14 rounds done, 13 games for each side. Yeah, it's, well, I guess you probably need to look at the next four and see if any of those you think might push up into that. Um, Adelaide potentially are in a sort of position where they can. Brisbane I don't think are quite at the stage yet where they can finish top four. I don't think so. Port uh, I don't think so. Yep. And the Dockers I'd be happy if they made the finals. Um, they've yeah. got a lot of injury problems now. Yep. So it's, yep. it's really limped tough. to the line against Obviously Melbourne. then. Richmond and Essen and the next couple, Richmond with injury problems as well. Yep. And yep. Just a dark horse from the bottom eight, Sydney. They're, a, they're coming from a way back. That's the problem. They're two games out, so they need a lot to go right. To make the finals. Yeah. But I'm just putting them out there, putting on notice. Uh, I think the top four is almost locked. 
Yeah, it probably is actually. I don't. Adelaide haven't been convincing enough, I don't think. But a real one. And they're to, sort of working into it. They've won mm, their last three games, so yeah, they have. Uh, Port are an interesting case study, and there is a showdown coming up in a couple of weeks, which will be fascinating. So there's been talk about Port just before we move on, uh, being the tease. They've always been a tease, promised heaps and not really delivered. Next three weeks, they play the Bulldogs. They should beat the Bulldogs at home. Then Brisbane and Adelaide, who are the two teams above them. So in three weeks, I reckon we'll know if Port are fair to Yeah, if they can win those next three, then um, that probably cements their finals position, doesn't it? Port have been my tipping bloody nightmare this year. <laughs> so anyway, shall we look at the games? We probably been, should move on to the games. I've been waiting for you to want to move on to the games, so let's get on to the games. All right. The Holding the Ball Podcast. All right, we're going to move into discussing this week's I never games. know when you're going to start, like when you're going to, you know, you don't really warn me off air that this is going to happen. Well, when you're staring at the cricket, it's... Uh, Sorry about that. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, the cricket. Let's get into your favourite game oh, of the weekend. And what a game it was. Uh, so Thursday night... Let's get through this quickly. Uh, no, we got time. Uh, we're good. Uh, so Thursday night, folks, uh, West Coast and Essendon, and boy, oh boy. To me, it looked like I thought it was West Coast's second best performance of the year, apart from when we beat Collingwood earlier in the season at the MCG. It just looked like how, by how much. But then, of course, couldn't kick straight. So I think I mentioned earlier, 36 scoring shots to 16. Um, midfield is playing beautifully at the moment and uh, just smashed. And we talked about last week, who would the tagging jobs go to? So Clark went to Shuey and Hutchings went to Saad in what was genius. Uh, We thought maybe Merritt went to Saad and Saad had, I think, 12 possessions. Because Saad and uh, the Irish bloke, McKenna. McKenna. They were the sort of danger mm. players in last the week before. Yeah, so obviously West Coast thought, okay. And and so between Hutchings and um, and also Shepard did an awesome job on uh, Fantasia uh, to really limit the Bombers. But the vote getters in this game, fantastic game it was too. I gave one vote to Jack Redden, and I could have thrown up the one vote, but I thought with Redden he would have been all right in his 200th. 200th? It was his 200th. It was. Uh, th- 30 disposals at 87% with 13 score involvements, if you don't mind. And the top tour could have tossed around, but I stuck with the way I'm going. Uh, Dom Sheed for two votes, 20, sorry, 36 touches, two goals at 81%, nine score involvements and six clearances. Doesn't know how to tackle, but, but that's all right when he uses the ball as well. He did a kick goal of the week, but didn't get in the 10 on the AFL's website, but sort that out, boys. Uh, and three votes went to Elliot Yo with 25 touches a goal, 12 tackles, nine score involvements, 636 metres gained, seven clearances. Yo is going well at the moment. Is a score involvement count when they kick a point? I think you've asked me this before. I don't know. I, don't I need know. it. I'll, I'll tweet Kingy about it. He knows Probably all Probably does. I reckon it does. So then the score involvements were inflated. No, it is a score. <laughs> it is a score. All right, on a Friday night. Uh, I had that game as well. Is that all right? Can I go on a Friday night? Continue. Thank you. Uh, Friday night, Sydney Hawthorne. Uh, Buddy Franklin getting injured in game 299. Uh, should mention Nick Blakey getting the Rising Star nomination. He looks like a fine. He took a great mark as well. Yeah, he's, he's just got a really good left His dad in the coach's box well. couldn't even crack a smile when he took this great hanger. Yeah. Uh, I was like, come on, Johnny Blakey, get on, get around him. Uh, so, I mean, this game, Sydney, after a six-goal first quarter, 
Uh, never looked like being headed, really. Um, I was just hoping that my uh, 1 to 39 of the multi would stay intact, which it did, but then Freo stuffed it up on the Saturday. Uh, so cheers, Freo. Uh, votes in this game, I went my man Henderson, who's playing really well, with one vote, 29 touches, a goal, six intercepts and six score involvements. So doing it both end, and he was a leading uh, metres gain player on the ground with 547. Two votes to young Jordan Dawson from Sydney. Uh, 22 touches, eight intercepts, six score involvements, and three votes to the man I was talking about before, my star of the week, Luke Parker, with 31, if I can read my own writing, touches, 12 tackles, seven clearances, and a goal. On to you to talk about Frio not heaving ho. Good go, stuff. Go. All right. Well, there's not much to talk about. The Dockers <laughs> lost. Uh, they really lost their sort of um, their way uh, once Hogan sort of went Hogan off the ground. Hill. And then Hill, who I wasn't too concerned about Hill, but Hogan just left us um, very short and inexperienced in the forward line, unfortunately. And we've lost a lot of tall players, so it's um, it's going to be tough without without those guys. Should Frio, sorry, just to throw in a spanner, with Hill's injury concerns, let him go? Yes. But oh, but you're worried about the other hill. Aren't I'm worried about the other <laughs> you're worried hill. Worried about Brad, who's if keeping it. Brad Hill means we have to keep Stephen Hill. Brad's knocking on all Australian. Keep them both. Mm, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of talk at the moment about Brad Hill going it's back talk. to Hawthorne. It's all talk. It's why talk, do you want to go to Hawthorne? Why? Because his um his girlfriend's from over there. Uh, Tell no, family reasons, even oh, though all family his family's reasons. here. Yeah, bloody. But uh, there is a lot of talk about that, and that would be uh, a massive loss for the Dockers. So yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen. But mm. if we could keep him and somehow get rid of Stephen Hill for a good yeah. trade, I'd be okay I with I don't that. know if you get a lot for him. I'm just not cons- but for him, concerned if he get a about Stephen deal. Hill's injury uh, yeah. problems. But if Stephen Hill could get a three-year deal, it's like Nick Nat getting a three-year deal, good. Take it at 30, because I think yeah. Stephen Hill's... 29.30. Yeah. yeah. Um, happy days. Anyway, carry on. All right. So uh, I'm just going to get straight into the votes. Uh, I'm giving one vote to Jack Viney. 28 disposals, 15 contested, nine clearances and four score involvements. It was a bit of a bull on the day. Two votes to Max Gone. 20 disposals, eight marks, 46 hitouts and seven clearances. And three votes to Clayton Oliver. 28 disposals, 16 of those contested. 11 clearances, 7 score involvement, 6 inside 50s and 6 tackles. And uh, that pretty much sums up our day. Three Melbourne players getting the votes. You didn't lose by that much. but I know, but... Uh, stuff my multi, that was the main thing. I was in and I texted you on Friday, going, I'm home here. Well, I had the multi and I also, before the game, was like I was pretty confident through another 20 or 30 on them just Ooh, straight up to win. Where are we? Thought I'll just, you know, cheekily double my money here. Yep, no, I haven't been very successful on the old uh, betting lately. But anyway, uh, gamble responsibly wherever you are, of course. Yes. Uh, Saints-Brisbane, and this is uh, a game that started like a really good game the first half, uh, and then Brisbane just said, uh, no thanks, uh, see us here, bye-bye, and uh, kicked nine goals to not many in the third quarter. I didn't hear him say that. Yeah, they did. Uh, true story. See us here, bye-bye. See us here, bye-bye. And then... Uh, yeah, so really, really good uh, performance by the Lions. And it was the away win they needed. Their away form had been a bit dodgy before that. But uh, Saints puts a bit of pressure on yeah. old Richo. It does. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Richo will be at St Kilda next year. Uh, my three votes, and I think this bloke's having a really good year, uh, West Aussie. Two of the three getting votes here at West Aussies, just uh, quietly. Daniel Rich getting the one vote with 24 touches at 88%, a goal, and 503 metres gained. Two votes to Charlie Cameron with his five goals, and there was a bit of a highlights reel there on Charlie Cameron. Go check out some of his goals. They're excellent. Um, and the three votes goes to a bloke who I think is really leading by example up there for the Lions, and that is Dane Zorko, who had 28 touches, a goal at 78 75% efficiency, nine score involvements, six clearances, 516 metres gained. And the thing with Zorko, so half time they go in, Brisbane are 20 points up, I think, in the game. I mean, Brisbane are on top, but the game's in the balance. He came out and had 12 touches in the third quarter. Eight of them were score involvements. So he's just gone in and got it done. At the moment, he's the most damaging player at Brisbane in terms of involving scores. Yep. Get around him. Can't disagree with that. Excellent. You weren't talking into the microphone. Can't disagree with that. <laughs> nice work. Are you ready for Saturday night? Not quite, but okay. we'll go with it anyway. Okay. Um, Big so game, this. Big game. Taking the biscuits. No, taking the chocolates. chocolates. What, what are you I doing about biscuits? the biscuits? Uh, what have you been eating? You know, it's a biscuit. like here. a biscuit. Um, yeah, Port, Port win over the Cats in uh, a really good performance from Port and another loss after the bye for Geelong, yeah. which has been talked about a lot. I don't really... Care Never won after the bye. But who cares? Like, is it a thing? I don't think it's. Well, a they're thing. still top of the ladder. Yeah, exactly. So they're really two games clear on top. Uh, so my votes for the game: Paddy Dangerfield. I gave one vote. He had twenty-seven disposals, fourteen of those contested. He also had eight clearances, seven inside fifties, and a goal. Mm. Uh, Robbie Gray, two votes, 31 disposals, seven clearances, six inside fifties, and two goals. And Scott Lysette, after the dropping of Paddy Ryder. Yeah, this was huge. 24 disposals, 18 contested, nine clearances, five inside 50s and 41 hitouts. Huge. Mm. Very, very good game yeah. from uh, your mate, Lysette. Yeah. And if I don't, yeah, I don't like him, but he was huge on the weekend. But anyway, just a quick one, and in my case, I want to do this one. I'll just cut in and take up more time. Uh, I had heard some audio of Tommy Jonas. Uh, just uh, talking about how Port went about dismantling the Cats. Uh, and that's safe. He's home. Uh, and he said, um, what have I written here? I can't remember. So he said the same thing they did against West Coast. They identified they like to go the boundary. Geelong only have one person fly and the rest stay down. So there was a focus on winning the ground ball. Um, so they were making sure they were backing their blokes in the air to win it. Uh, just to even the contest one-on-one then making sure they won it on the deck. So really insightful interview by Tom Jonas, a uh, really good port defender. And Kenny Hinckley, I think, has had a fantastic year after he was one of the blokes, the coaches that I said might be under the pump at the start of the year, dropping Ryder, last year's best and fairest Westhoff, and Pal Pepper, um, and then producing one of the performances that – and, you know, sensational performance against Geelong. Port Adelaide, I just can't get a read on them. They're so bloody inconsistent. They'll probably lose to the Bulldogs this week. But anyway, well, on to you to talk Bulldogs about the Bulldogs. are a, a tough team to pick at the moment, and I'm just getting me, uh, me stats in order here. Mike's just got the uh, West Australian out there in front of me. Australian, I've uh, not done a lot of homework this week. So, um, 
Collingwood fell over the line, you would say. Yeah, they weren't the, great. And then Buckley was scathing of them in his presser. Yeah, not so happy. They, they just got that and we watched that game together. Uh, and it was um, oh, it was a pretty good game. It was all right. I guess it was close. It was so exciting. It's always yeah. good for a neutral Ooh. sort of perspective. Mm. Uh, so I've given one vote to Marcus Bontempelli. He had 30 disposals. He had 17 of those contested, 10 clearances, and a couple of inside 50s and a goal. I've given the two votes to Jack McRae. It's quite interesting, isn't it? The dogs have got two in here and uh, just pies just the one. But uh, Jack McRae, who had a huge game, 42 disposals, most of those uncontested, 13 tackles. Four clearances, four in, uh, eight inside fifties, uh, and four score assists. And then we've gone three votes for the man, which I think might now be leading our internal Brownlow count here. Count here, Brody Grundy. He had the twenty-five disposals, twelve contested, uh, four tackles, four spoils, six clearances, five inside 50s and two goals. One of those Huge. a big one from outside 50 which you were really happy about on the on the day, I remember. No, oh, yeah, because I was playing against him in fantasy. No good. No good. So a big weekend for a, for a few of our rucks. Uh, we get the uh, leaderboard up just to have a look at our uh, leaders on the old uh, Brownlow here. And uh, and we've got Grundy taking the lead on 17 votes. Now saying there was a bit of talk if a Ruckman doesn't win it this year. You know, they'll never win it. They will never win it because we've got um, in the early nineties we had Scott Wine win it. We had Jimmy Steins. Haven't had a Ruckman in nearly thirty years. But Grundy at the moment has Lockie Neal's been in front for the whole count, like uh, for our uh, whole count. And he has, but he hasn't sort of nah, got as many quite. votes recently, has he? Last week could have given him a, a vote or two, but I just thought he wasn't quite there. But Grundy in front. Interestingly, uh, Brody Grundy currently ten dollars on the market, so he's the one, two, three, sixth favourite. Sixth favourite. Who are the tops going? Run through. So got Paddy Cripps, number one. We've got him on fourteen. Got Nat Fife and Tim Kelly on five dollars. Okay. Lockie Neal on six dollars. Okay. And Paddy Dangerfield on six dollars. Interesting. And then a bit of a gap till till Brody Grundy on ten. Interesting. So we've got uh, Grundy, 17 votes. Lockie Neal still in second on 15, but he'd be wanting to poll some votes pretty soon. On 14, we've got four players. None of them, or actually a couple of them did get votes, my bad. Brad Crouch, Max Gorn, Paddy Cripps and Dangerfield. Uh, and then 13 votes, we've got Sloan Cornelio and Tim Kelly. So mm. I reckon just going to be a ripper count uh, on Brownlow night. Yeah, it should be. There's. Uh, it seems quite tight this year, not a standout mm, no. sort of. It's open. It's going to be a great night. Anyway, that's our wrap of uh, the games in round 14. Uh, we'll take a short break and be back with a preview of round 15. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. All right, so we're going to get straight into the games now. And uh, the first game on another Thursday night game. So I think it's our last Thursday. Well, that's good. Thursday's a little bit of an annoying one. Yeah, I, like I don't it. like it when Breaks they space up the out the games when there's only, only six, six games. Yeah. But back to the full complement of games. I wouldn't mind, actually, okay. if there was a Thursday and a Monday with the full nine games. Oh, wow. Because then it just, you know... So you don't have two days of the week with no footy. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. 
Eston GWS kick us off. At Marvel. Marvel. Uh, on Thursday night. And uh, is anything other than a GWS win going to happen here? Uh, oh, I find it very hard. I mean, GWS have had a week off um, after a pretty impressive performance against yeah, that ladder. Um, after a pretty important performance uh, against the Kangaroos down in uh, Blundstone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Eastern are on the pump as you uh, – what's up? Uh, but GWS just all class. I think they're winning games that uh, they otherwise wouldn't. Yes, I think they're looking that's good. that's it. They've, they've won a couple of games this year where they would normally just drop. Um, the Geelong one sticks in mind for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And, the, I mean, even the north one down in Blundstone, I think that's a really good win. Yes, that's that right. That um, one. So Although the one against, was it Hawthorne that they lost at the G? Yeah. Where Clarko just threw the uh, defensive uh, guys out there. Okay. Good, and, good insight. Uh, just <laughs> stopped GWS from doing what they like to do. Yep. They did. Uh, Clarko, you know, every now and then does all right. Um, Maybe he'll do that this week. Maybe. Um so anyway, what do we think? Tenth versus third. Can we see a way? That, how how can Essendon win this game? Essendon need to do something a little bit different. So they've got these running blokes. They got Sarden McKenna didn't have much of an influence against West Coast. Chuck chuck one of them in the midfield for a bit. You know, uh, McKenna didn't. You know, these two of them didn't go into one centre bounce against West Coast. So yes, they've got midfield depth. They've got Merritt. They've got Heppel. They've got Shield. They've got. Zaharakis and so on and so forth. But yeah, I don't know. You just need to see something a bit different. Chuck Tip and Woody in for a couple of centre bounces, like West Coast do sometimes with Rioli. Mm. You know, just to just to get a different look in there. Um, Maybe Wish is playing for just, you know, <laughs> the payout, the contract payout. The <laughs> contract payout. I don't know. I don't know what his contract is. Spies, but so, yeah. GWS uh, all class. GWS though. should win this one. They should. They're just all class on every line, I think, and – at the moment, Essendon still. It'll be interesting to see who the ins are when they come out, but I think GWS too good. All right. Well, let's get on to the Friday night game, which oh, is uh, is the big game, I, I think, of the round. I genuinely like these two teams. So uh, Geelong at home down in GMHBA Alphabet Stadium against the Crows. Yeah, I don't on. like Adelaide. I do. I know you do, but why? Why not? I don't know. Something about them. Yeah, they're good. Uh, now, Adelaide are good. You know, they're going to write that a buy last week. The Cats are coming off their first loss in a I, long time. I think there's a stat going around about Geelong's buys. So we talked about the one where oh, yes, yes, they yes, lost all of their um, first games after the buy, but then they win the game after that. Mm. I'm not sure if it's everyone, but more often a than A fair not. few, seven or mm. something in the last eight. Yeah. So um, – uh, these two haven't played in Geelong for gee, the last four meetings have been in Adelaide. Um, so, you know, no recent form, but Geelong don't And Adelaide get, have won the la- or three of the last four. Yeah, Adelaide have been right up there. Mm. Um, so, uh, gee, this is a big game. Geelong will be seething after last week's loss against Port. Yeah, it was a bit of a soft loss, I think, oh. after Port uh, – just brought the game, brought the A game. Yeah, oh, Port were just too good, and I think you need to just acknowledge Port for being too good. The Crows have uh, have been in good form though. I think they won their last three. I think uh, Adelaide. Yes, um, last three. Yep. So looking good. The Crouch brothers in good form. Rory Sloan in good form. Tex started to clunk a couple. Um, yeah, not lighting uh, the world on fire. I'm, no, I'm not. You know, um, but. Uh, 
I mean, Joshy Jenkins came back and was in really good form, so he's obviously out with his knee, so it'd be interesting to see how they cover for him. Yeah, I just think location, location. Geelong mm. don't lose down there too often. I mean, they've lost there once this year, but they'll yeah, be hard no. to beat. This is going to be a ripper. This is going to be a great game. If Adelaide win this game, they're the team that can push into that top four that we talked about before. Yep, yep. Uh, but if they lose this, I think it probably just – it's the – I mean, Geelong are expected to win, but it's that one where it sort of proves the top four are a bit of a class above the next four. Yeah, I think so. But um, Geelong expected to win at home. Um, 11 and 2, they're going along beautifully. But um, Geelong for me. Geelong, yep. Good call. And then we go to the Saturday uh, mornings, early slot, Hawthorne and West Coast. Uh, interesting game. This Hawks currently sitting 12th and 5 and 8, West Coast sitting in fourth position on nine and four. Mm. Um, there's been a bit talked about West Coast's poor percentage. Um, and that's uh, – yeah, didn't get the boost it needed. Get it last, last week, no. Didn't uh, – yeah, so interesting contest. I mean, these two sides, Hawthorne, West Coast broke a run of a lot of consecutive wins for the Hawks, but the Eagles currently won five of the last six, looking good. Highest scoring team in the comp over the last four weeks, averaging 103 points per game. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a stat for you. Have they played the the bottom four sides or whatever uh, Well, Essendon and the Bulldogs contributed to that. The other one was Adelaide, I think. Adelaide and Adelaide. We'll take that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, cheers. Uh, so, I don't know. It, so, McGovern, we know, is out. Um, McGovern is out, but Nick Nat returns. Nick we think. Nat and maybe Tommy Barris and possibly off suspension Rioli comes Rioli, back. Yeah, I don't think Vardy will come in. Or well, Vardy won't come in if Nick Nat's in. No, um, it'll be interesting if they play. Oh, well, Hickey drop out then. So Hawthorne, but Hawthorne played McAvoy and Segler last week. So yeah, they might. Given Nick Nat's returning from an injury. I reckon, Hickey Ruckman. I reckon Hickey played well last week. I think Hickey stays in. Um, Hawthorne, to me, at the moment, I said this after their loss the week before to somebody. Yep. I remember uh, you saying it. I don't remember their, who they played. Their forward line was just impotent. They just couldn't bloody yep. kick goals because I remember I was pissed off because I picked them against Essendon and then they couldn't get it done again. They're... Their mids kicked all their goals. Like they were relying on Amira, Henderson um, to kick all their goals. Not yep. going to happen. Even Ruffy didn't play well. So it'd be interesting if Ruffy keeps his spot. I uh, think Ruffy has to because they don't have many other options at the that. moment. Sicily's just no good forward. He needs to be he back. To be He's back. awesome back. Yep. Um, and Gunston's not really doing a lot at the moment. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's, and Popolo, all of these older blokes aren't looking good. Poppy looks oh, out. And Bruce, who yeah. normally just goes near it and there's a goal. No. Nah. He just cannot buy a goal at the moment. And so some real issues for the Hawks. So, I mean, as I mean, I'm maybe a bit biased here, but I think this is one of those games that is a, if the Eagles are serious about being a top four club, they're going to be winning this game. And I think West Coast are moving into some really good form post buy. But watch out for the return of Nick Nat. West Coast for me. Yep, West Coast for me too. I think uh, at the MCG, these are the games that you need to win. These are the ones that count in September. At yeah. the MCG, anyway. Yeah, West Coast second visit to the G after betting Collingwood, Collingwood yep. in round three. Uh, so exciting right. stuff. So let's move on to the next game, which is the Swans against the Suns. Match and, of the round. Uh, <laughs> match of the round, if you like thrashings, maybe. Uh, Suns coming off a, off a rest. I reckon they'll be rearing to go. The yeah. uh, goals go Suns, but uh, Sydney in real good form. 
Um, Lost Buddy for a few weeks with a hamstring. His 300th game will have to wait. Have to be uh, put on hold. But uh, just just keep your eye on young Nick Blakey. Just oh. playing really well. Uh, it seems like – and I've really liked – I mean, Buddy gets all the talk because he's Buddy. Tom Papley – has been outstanding. Yes, he and has I spoke, had a great year. Yeah, and I spoke about um, Luke Park already. But um, Sydney seemed to just have um, a, bit of the, a bit of the mojo back. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Um, and, and looking really good, the Swans. But this was the game last year where Gold Coast, and they looked worse last year than they do this year, went down to the SAG and beat Sydney. Ah. And everyone was like, what the... After Sydney had come on a run, so Sydney started the horribly, then came back, and then bloody Gold Coast went and beat him. Um, and I think your man Lockie Weller played really well in that game. Um, Sam Reid's got to step oh, well, up. There's just a stat here that I've just seen that uh, after dominating the opening term and booting six four in round eighteen last season, the Swan kick Swans kicked two goals twelve for the rest of the match as they were overrun by Gold Coast. The Suns kicked eleven eleven to win by twenty four points. Yes, yeah, so that was a big one. Um, without Buddy, a lot rests on Sam Reed, uh, Reed and and Blakey, I yeah, guess. And I think that'll mean that Menzel will keep his spot as well. Uh, yeah, they need he's the uh, tall timber, or he's not really the tallest of talls, but uh, yeah, another target. Yeah. So yeah, so I think uh, it's pretty hard to go past Sydney here. It is. Keep watching for the uh, the form of. Here you go. I'm going to pick it right. This is my tip. Ben King will have a breakout game for the Suns and he'll be the rising star norm this week. Really? Yeah. Get around him. Okay. Mm. Ben King. So I, I had a crack at the Suns for their midfield and their lack of midfield depth and Jack Martin and all that just not getting the job done. So have a look at these Suns midfielders I'll be watching very closely. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Swans right. for me. Swans for me too. And we'll move on to the next game on Saturday night, which is... Collingwood against North Melbourne. Uh, what do you think about this one? I'm just not really interested. No? Don't like either of these teams? No. You can have this game. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching this game. And uh, it's second versus 13th. North are better than 13th at the moment. Here we go. So, well, I'm backing North. Are you? Yep. Okay. We've got a loony in the room. <laughs> um well, is this possible? Because North have played quite a, a good brand of football in the last few weeks. Been, Collingwood haven't been. They've no, been but what, did they come off the bye last week? Just a yeah. bit slow off the bye maybe oh, against but the But they Dogs. went great before the bye. They fell over the line against Sydney. They haven't, they haven't been good lately. They've managed to lose against two West Australian sides at home mm. this year. Yeah, yep. So their last, it's possible. Their last month, possible. North, and the, I guess oh, and North. Oh, here you go, Marvel Stadium. Yeah. So at Marvel, um, I think this is my roughie for the week. I'm, I'm going to back North here. I reckon North got lots to play for. Reece Shaw's got, you know, uh, lots going on. Um, I think the loss of Jaden Stevenson is massive. That is a big loss in a, uh, for, for a, a second a long year period of time. Uh, Big matchup. Oh, the Ruck. Grundy against Goldstein. So, I mean, Grundy currently leading the Brownlow, according to us. And uh, Goldstein, probably not in the best of form, but, um, you know, has been able to do the job for a number of years now. Mm. Um, yeah, what I think. I just – all all roads lead here. Reece Shaw, this is a massive game for, mm. for him and his ambitions – Get the scalp of Collingwood after they already knocked off, 
don't know, they knocked off someone else big uh, in his first week. Can't remember who it was now. Richmond no, either. Richmond. Yeah. Yeah, Richmond. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, so if they can get the job done here, I reckon the Kangas are hungry. I reckon their form leading into their bye was good and yep. they will win this game. Yeah, probably needed a little bit of a break and uh, come back stronger and they will make me look stupid. They might do. <laughs> All right. Next. You're going with You're North going. and I'm going with Collingwood. Okay. I'm, I've got six on you, so it's all right. I can do this. Still uh, six, is it? Yep. After you beat I me, you picked got one at the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got you a couple did win last week. All right. Uh, the next game is another Saturday, Saturday night. night. Port against the Bulldogs. So at home, Port have just got to get this done. Yeah, but the Dogs, well, dogs have been a really weird team to sort of watch this year, but I think... If Port are uh, serious about things, they need to just clean the Bulldogs up, not let them have a have a sniff. Well, that's the thing. Doggies are, you know, their midfield, in my opinion, is as good as any, but they're mm. just not – they don't have it either. They're and they brought Shacky back. that's for sure. They brought Shacky back, kicked three goals on yep. Sunday. So that's I think that's a good move. Shacky stays in. Yep. Um, and then they've got to work out, okay, are we going to stay, keep Norton forward or are we going to move him back? I Big think they one. need the two. I think you need a couple of tall guys. Yeah. Big call. Oh, sorry, not really. Dale Morris did his knee in the preseason. I'm pretty sure he's coming back in the VFL this week. That is massive. That is huge, actually. Yeah, so Dale Morris and, you know, big, big time for him because he's, you know, getting to the end. Mm. So good on so Dale Morris. Do you think we see the return of any of the big stars that were dropped for Port? Big question. Ryder, Westoff and Powell Pepper? Well, Bulldogs have got young Tim English in the ruck. Mm. That's it. And I think Trengove does a bit of backing up. I don't think you need a second ruckman. You don't ruckman. need a second ruckman. Don't need a second ruckman. Uh, I don't yeah. think there were any injuries. So, I mean, gee, you wouldn't be dropping too many people after they've just beaten Geelong. So, Power Pepper and Westhoff. Dogs don't really have a lot of height. So, I wouldn't be bringing, I wouldn't be bringing Westhoff back. I don't know. I think they hold off. Yeah, I, I think... Probably just uh, continue with the winning formula mm. at this stage. Yeah, yeah. watch this. Unless space. there was any injuries I or think, anything. I think at some point they will come back. Yeah. Um, if Port play finals, I think Ryder plays, and I think Westhoff plays, and I think Power Pepper plays. I yep. think, but I don't think the change will happen against the Bulldogs. Why would you change it? There's been a lot of talk this week while we're on Ryder of oh, yes. uh, you know being dropped. For one week, and all of a sudden, he's the talk of trade town. Yeah, it annoys me. A player gets dropped, and all of a sudden, yeah. we want out. Really, how soft are we? Uh, well, I soft. don't know if he wants out or if it's just yes, the media have just turned up. We're talking about Carlton. Well, there was a few clubs that could use a ruckman. Got teams like GWS, the Bulldogs, mm. uh, and Geelong. I think your mob. Uh, yeah, because I think he's a West Australian, isn't he, Paddy Ryder? Yep. So he could potentially uh, come back home. Sean Darcy to You guys home. need a ruckman. You haven't got enough. <laughs> We're doing all right. We've got big Brooksby waiting in the wings oh, at yeah. uh, West Coast. Nick, Nat, and Vardy, Hickey, Brooksby. Yeah, we're right. And we drafted, a, we drafted a rookie last Imagine year. Ryder and Williams. Nick Nat in the same oh, Stop it. That's some that's some cool, stop it. cool ruckman. Oh, that's exciting. Um. They seem to like to go for the Ruckman. Maybe they will. Oh, I wouldn't complain if we had Ryder. Are any of the Ruckman out of contract? Fardy or Hickey? No. Well, Hickey just signed and Fardy, no. No. Mm. 
Interesting. <laughs> no, no, stop it. Watch his space. Yeah, watch his space. Right, um, get rid of a small and get another tall. You need another tall. <laughs> no, we've we got good. enough of those. We're good. Um, Port will win this by a fair bit, I reckon. Yes, Port will win, and uh, we talked enough about that one. So let's move on to Saints St Kilda against Richmond. Richmond on Sunday afternoon or morning in WA. Morning in WA, eleven o'clock, and uh, big game here. Saints were woeful. Uh, Obviously against Brisbane and people calling for Richo's head. Richmond, have, I think the injuries were taking their toll just coming off the bye now. Yeah, um, a little tiny, tiny team of pressurised acts. So lost their last three before the bye mm. to drop outside the top eight. Um, In a familiar position for them. I think that was after, yeah, ninth. Ninth. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. That what was, was terrible. Uh, after their big win against Frio in um, at Marvel, I'm um, not Marvel. Far out, Optus. Yes, they uh, did uh, work us over the at Optus. Wheels have fallen off. So this, uh, I mean, this is a way for Richo. You know the play. I mean, you don't want to go on about this, but if they want to shut up the talk, put up. I, That's I thought, true. But I thought Hanbury was good on debut. Yeah. 27 touches, he was thereabouts. I yeah. think he did all they would have wanted for him to do first game back. Okay. We'll go with that. Yep, he was all right. Uh, yeah. Richmond, I don't know a if anyone... A good player to have in a rebuild, uh, an old injured player. Hmm. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> well, it depends on whether they think they're in a rebuild or not. That's the question. Um, well, they're definitely at that end of the, yeah. end of the table. Mm. Mm. Interesting. All right. Uh, Saints have gone loss, win, loss, win, loss last five weeks, so they're due for a win. They won't win this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Richmond for me too. <laughs> All right. Let's move straight on to the next one, which is Brisbane against Melbourne. Mm, big one. This. Interesting, this one. Mm. Interesting. An interesting ruck jewel there. Um, Max Gorn against Stefan Martin and the Big O. Big O the big was o. good last week. Six contested marks for the Big O last week. Well, he's taller than he's everyone He's clunking them. So he should be able to mark a few. He clunks balls, which is great. Uh Brisbane at home, I think they're five and one at home this year. They've been yeah, good Brisbane at home. at home are a different team. So um, um, and Melbourne before the win on the weekend against a depleted Frio mm. had been poor. Um, yeah, I I like the, I like the lines in this one. They've got too much speed in the midfield. Yeah, too much class. Um, you know, uh, the forward line's working well. Interesting that Melbourne's midfield is actually pretty good. They're slow. They're slow, but they've got some real good players in there. Oh, no doubt. Um, Hence, what, that's why Champion Data ranked them the best side in the comp this mm. year, but it just hasn't worked. Brisbane's midfield, uh, you know, so it's going to be a good battle, the midfield battle. But, it will. You know, you've got your Neil Lyons, um, McCluggage, uh, Robinson goes in there. Yep. Um, who else have I missed? Zorko. Zorko, that's And the then you've one. got Melbourne's Brayshaw, Oliver. Viney. Viney. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Mm. Exciting midfield battle. But I think, yeah, Brisbane just, yeah. I think we've got to go with Brisbane on Brisbane. this one. Brisbane just, for me. Uh, Brisbane at home, hard to go past. And here we go. Uh, the 3.30 time slot is with Frio. It's going to be a blockbuster here. Frio Carlton at uh, Optus Stadium. They, I'll tell you what, we had a record crowd for the uh, Origin at Optus. We did. Will Frio Carlton break that record? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, there will be at least 20,000 at this game. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Uh, I reckon about 35,000. That's a pretty sort of good number yeah, for, okay. for the Dockers. Sure. Uh, 
this is one where the Dockers have had a bit of a hiccup last week against Melbourne, and I think we need to just pummel a Carlton side that's probably not been too bad recently. No, they're all right. But uh, we really need to show something in this game and um, come out on top. Do you tag Crips? Uh there was a bit of talk He's about shown that gettable because there was talk that uh, Bailey Banfield had some had mm. some good form and maybe I'm surprised he was him good in. last year. Where's he been? The problem is last year he was playing a tagging role, right? Mm. Tucker's played a bit. He of started tagging, this he? year and played in the forward line and did mm. nothing. And Tucker's been doing a bit of the tagging role, so I just think if he's not in that tagging role, he's not in the team. But are we not? You're not going to develop your kids. I mean, I know they've been developing kids. Like, there's been kids coming They're developing through. kids, yeah. But surely you've got to get the kid used to playing other roles. I'm just not sure that Banfield's the kind of player that we want at the what moment. What do you pick him up for? <laughs> this rubbish. I know, this oh. stuff annoys me. Kids, <laughs> you don't, you can't just – you can't. He's, he's, I look at Hutchings, right? In my opinion, Hutchings should not play in a West Coast team if he's not tagging because he cannot kick. He infuriates me. It's like JK must look up and see Hutchings go, oh, shit, here we go. All right, Banfield can kick. Yeah, probably better than Hutchings. (laughs) Yeah. But as you said, Hutchings only one in the team if you're tagging. Mm. But but (laughs) Simo bloody leaves him in there. That's the difference. Yeah, well, I've – yeah, I don't know. Banfield for me – I'm not sure that he's got too many dimensions to his game other than the the tagging role he played last year. And I'm not. We haven't seen him in too many other roles. He's young. So develop him. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But sort it out. Uh, Tucker maybe goes to Crips. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure that we really have anyone that in, can tag Crips. Is this the week for Hogan? Hogan's out, so you're going to bring the Darty back in. He's got to with a lot. Uh, you got lob out. You got. We don't have many tall options. Darty's in. <laughs> <laughs> I think what we'll see this week is we'll see Chera come back in. Okay. For Hill. Yep. Uh, and then some tall bloke for Hogan. McCarthy's back. <laughs> McCarthy, you watch. McCarthy will kick five. The with is a toast McCarthy to the is a, a sort of leading forward and, and Hogan I, I feel is more of a contested mark forward, more of a target man. Yeah, it can be. It's just not uh, really good at it. Yep, go Although he, he does do a lot of running. Um, yeah, I'm not sure McCarthy for Hogan's the right change. But it's the only change you've got. I'm just trying to think of other players. You've got to bring Ballantyne in. Uh, bring Sanderlands back in, even if he, he can't f- do anything. Just stand him in the goal square. Goal square He's better than Carthy. Okay. So uh, You heard it here first. Carthy will be in. I don't know. Carthy kicked five in week one. Yeah. So uh, mm. fall from grace. All right. Freo will win this game comfortably on a Sunday Arvo with no one watching. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be a horrible week for me next week. Oh, come on. Cheer up. It'll be fine. All right. Thank you. We'll come back with our predictions in just a moment. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. Okay. So here we are with our predictions for round 15. Goodness gracious me. Round 15. Round 15. Uh, Who's your certainty? Let's go. My certainty for this week is Sydney against the Suns. I love it. You just pick on Gold Coast. You need to bloody just calm. I reckon most might, of your certainties. Might just bring the ladder up here and just check. They're not last, all right? Pick your mob against Carlton. They're second last. Mate. So it's, you know, you target, it's a certainty. It's not a Mate. what will be a good game. It's a certainty. Swans, who are 14th. 
against the Suns, who 14th, are fourteenth, mate, seventeenth. Gold Coast won there last year. I hope this bites you in the ass. I do. And we will feature it next week. Oh, we'll, we, we'll, we can if it does. Yep. Okay. All right. Are they in your multi? No. <laughs> okay. All right. My certainty is Port Adelaide to beat the Bulldogs. Should do. They'll beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, I'll we'll, put your house on it, we'll not mine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, Port going too well. They'll beat the Bulldogs. Heat is on, Mike. Who is it on? The Heat is on Hawthorne for me. Uh, this week against the Eagles at the MCG. I mean, I'm not expecting them to beat the Eagles at the MCG, but... The problem is, if all of them lose, no one cares because everyone just loves Clarko. So True. So everyone and he's like, going to Carlton anyway, so it doesn't oh. matter. Um <laughs> But no, Hawthorne have really had a fall from grace this year, I think, and mm. maybe they got away with it a little bit last year. Where what, did, what happened last year? They finished about fifth or something. Yeah, they 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 scraped into the four. Yeah, and they went out and scraped it straight sets. Yeah, so I think last year they weren't. Uh, maybe they were just running on a bit of confidence last year, but. For me, Hawthorne are really struggling. And There's an, I can't see any upside to Hawthorne. Their performances in the last few weeks have been really, really, really bad. bad. Not yeah. Hawthorne. Can't kick a score. No. Uh, so issues there with the Hawks. My heat is on the Saints. Uh, they're the most talked about side at the moment uh, with, you know, Carlton and North making changes, I think. Um, gee, I mean, that. Richo's in trouble. Yeah, the heat is on Richo. But the heat's on Richo and, and Saints. I hope the Saints get up against Richmond, but I am fearful because Richmond will be hungry after three losses and freshened up after the bye. All right. Bets for the week. We need a win. We need a win and, mate, your mob costs I me. need a win big Mike time. needs a win more than me, but we both want to win. Go. All right. My bet this week, I'm going GWS straight up to win against Essendon on Thursday night at $1.50. I'm going Frio on the line. The line's 23.5 points. Yeah. So uh, the Dockers Should need to win by done. 24 or more uh, at $1.90. And I'm throwing in Lockie Hunter to get 30-plus disposals at $2.70 for a total of seven sixty nine or power play eight sixty one. Okay. I need one. I need this one. Lockie Hunter's going to cost you. That's my prediction there. Uh, I'm going to go with GWS on the try bet. So by 16 points or more. So that pays $1.91. And West Coast also on the try bet, which is also giving me $1.91 to beat Hawthorne. And then lastly, I've gone for – I've talked about him a bit uh, this podcast. Luke Parker to get 30 touches against the Suns. Uh, which is paying $2.10. So it gives us $8.58 after a nice little power play on Sportsbet. Come on down. Parker will cost you. Maybe our disposals will cost us. He's, yeah, might do. I think he got 28 last week. So just a couple more, Luke, against the, the Suns, hopefully. So there are our predictions now. Folks, if you want to stick around. We've uh, done something special this time. We've... We're watching the cricket and we're doing going to commentate the last over of the cricket. Of the Australian uh, innings. The Australian innings. Uh, and so hopefully uh, when this comes to air, this podcast, Australia have had a good win. Hopefully. And uh, this is a happy listen for you all. So, yeah, if you want to stick around and listen to us commentate the last over of the cricket, have, <laughs> stick around. Do it. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Hope oh, your team wins. And, uh, and just a quick side note. I don't want to say too much, but oh. we've got some special things coming up in the next few weeks. 
Mm. Uh, I won't give anything away, but uh, stay tuned for some tuned. Uh, some interesting things coming up. Yep. Some uh, real this, special. This is uh, just certainly WA's finest podcast, and uh, this is the place you want to be listening in the coming weeks. So stay yes. tuned. Mm. All right, okay. enjoy the cricket. This is holding the ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber. Rightio, here we go. We We are going to do a first here for you on the Holding the Ball podcast. Just to bring it home, if you're still listening, we are going to call the last over of Australia's innings against England. We've just seen highlights of uh, Sean Carey's lovely late cut to to finish the 49th over. Ben Stokes to bowl the 50th over. Yep. Uh, He's one for 18, some pretty good figures. He's bowled well. Mm. Only for the five overs for Ben Stokes. Yeah, it's a bit strange, isn't it? A bit strange. Uh, Figures like that, you'd probably bowl more. Yeah. Big mistake by Joe Root, not bowling Stokes more. He's not the captain. Owen Morgan's captain. (laughs) So uh, still mistakes everywhere. But uh, first ball, action-packed. We kind of missed that. We did (laughs) because we were working out who the captain was. But uh, there was a bit of a... Fake at the stumps and um, Stark missed one on his pads and Gary no run. Had to just dive to save himself. He's got to get a single. He's got to get Carey on strike. Three or five is Stark and uh, five balls to go. Stokes says, "I've got this, boys. I've got it." Sensible move by Stokes. Here He's he uh, learnt from his escapades out there punching blokes. Yeah, yeah, out in Bristol. Yeah, uh, just the uh, what is that? Just a single. Just a single Out there to, to start. Uh, the covers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Langer and Ponting wishing that they were out there batting because yeah. uh, they could have done a lot better. Yep. Punt, punters there just pointing said, yep, I would have put it over there in the second tier. So, Australia was uh, seven for 275. Uh, Stokes coming in here to bowl to Stark. Oh, who, no. So, Kerry. And the slower He's one. He's pulled out from a uh, bouncer. Slower ball bouncer there from Stokes. And, uh, Looking for the ball. no ball there, I think, but yep. uh, didn't no. get called. No. So one only one run from three balls. Dot, one dot. This could be the most uneventful over of cricket. Yeah, and we just nice to, to commentate an over yeah. full of sixes. Yeah, we'd love a six here. And let's have a look at the replay. Yep, no, I'm fine with that call. Uh, yeah, probably should have hit that one. Here we go. Stokes to carry. Goes Whack. And that's into the gap. Two bounces for four. Good shot from Carey. Just uh, over the infield there. Crowd loves it. That was more noise than the crowd at Lords who hated it probably. <laughs> but uh, that England's full of Australians anyway. That was in the slot, that one. It was in the slot. Over cover. Beautiful. He's just gone straight over cover, yep. I've liked Carey. Carey's good. He's a good bat. Yeah, he's not bad. Yep. Mm. Yeah, Stokes. Stokes, crab. he knows. He knows. You know what I don't like? The old... Arm sleeve that they wear, you know, to stop them from. Anyway, Stokes comes in and Kerry goes whack, but he doesn't quite get it. Inside edge, they're going to go two. Oh, yes, well run. Ooh, just just gets there with the relay. So the the actual the tattoo sleeve, no, no, or no, the no, sleeve, the, sleeve, uh, like the bandage sleeve. So the the Nat Fife. Yes, you don't so, like that. Nah, stupid. So did you hear what he said about his sleeve on game day on Saturday? I didn't. So he said he wears it for two reasons. One, bit of protection from his elbow because the two times this year he's worn it, he's hurt his elbow. And two, because it's the only way that his grandmother can pick him out from the uh, other players when she's watching at home. Oh, okay. For Nana, I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah. But these idiots pay it, uh, wear it for when they're sliding on the grass and they don't want to get like arm burn and stuff. Come on, boys, man up. 
You got you saw AB in the crowd before. How do you think AB would be thinking about that? You go, toughen up, mate, toughen up. <laughs> Here he comes. Two Last balls ball. to go. Last ball. Oh, goodness. Oh. Shoot. Yep, that's four. Yes. Four, four. bits to carry. So Australia ends up on 285 for seven. Yeah, and after being uh, no loss for about 120. 20, that's that's, that's pretty, pretty bad, isn't it? So 285, can we defend 285? We won't be still recording to find out. Kerry, good little last over. So 11 off the last over. Yeah. Bit disappointing overall from Australia, but yeah. hopefully the uh, bowlers are in form and they can. Uh, oh, those guys are pumped up. The yeah, guys yeah. with the VB, uh, the VB outfits, outfits are uh, excited. Uh, Stark running off to uh, maybe to bowl the first over. Run. But uh, just uh, quietly, um, West Australian flavoured podcast. Kawaja out, Marsh in, make it happen. Make uh, it happen. Kawaja's better. No, he is not. Yep. Not in this form of the game. Well, stats probably say Marsh, but... Get around him. I'm not Smash. sure. Not sure about Radio, that. thank you. I hope you enjoyed that and you're still listening. We might stick this on the end of the podcast. Very end of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Just in case Good. people want to listen to some <laughs> idiots talk cricket. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.